Good morning. You're listening to a special report of the news with Paul DiRienzo. Jean Montreville, a co-founder of the New Sanctuary Coalition, won his fight to remain in the United States on Tuesday. In an emotional decision delivered to a packed courtroom at 26 Federal Plaza in Manhattan, immigration judge Kyle D'Andelay dismissed a 33-year-long deportation case against Montreville, who's now 54. Moments after the decision, Montreville was ecstatic. What was the first thing that went through your mind when you heard the decision? Oh my God, about time. It's been over 20 years. Finally, I, I found it. Has the injustice been dealt with, you think, by the, the judge said? Well, I mean, we can think differently now about the system, but a lot of pains. It's hard to forget those pains, but it's getting better. Montreville was 21 and a legal resident in 1990 when he was convicted of conspiracy to distribute cocaine and began an 11-year prison sentence. He was a livery driver. They said he was ferrying dealers down the East Coast. After his release, he became a model citizen, married and raised four children. But a 1996 law gave teeth to an earlier deportation order, putting Montreville into a deportable program. With support of the New Sanctuary Movement and the Congregation of Judson Memorial Church in Greenwich Village, he was plucked from a deportation camp in 2010. But under the anti-immigrant administration of former President Donald Trump, Montreville was deported to Haiti in 2018. Supporters managed to get his drug conviction overturned in Virginia, paving the way for his return to the United States. On Tuesday, the case was dismissed. There were nervous moments as dozens of supporters gathered at a nearby Dunkin' Donuts before the hearing. And to take it out of the heartbreak it's done to him and bring him into the fresh air of freedom. Good and gracious God, you are here with us today and you're here with all the other people marching into the federal building today day after day yesterday and likely tomorrow and they take your spirit your Holy Spirit with them please pour it out on us today on Jean especially on those who love him the most on the gathered group here, that we may live into hope that the freedom he gets today soon be available to everybody, everywhere, all the time. Amen. Amen. You're here. The senior minister at Judson and Memorial Church is Donna Shaper. She says it's been a long struggle to bring Jean Montreville home. Shaper is the founder of the New Sanctuary Coalition, based on an ancient Christian principle that every church should be a place of refuge. I got involved with Gene and his family at Families for Freedom and we were just starting to hear great rumors about how sanctuary was happening around the country and uh, we said you know I think we'll join so we became part of the national movement very early so we were the New York chapter and then there was a Chicago and LA chapter but we never centralized but the name sanctuary came back and then we called it the New Sanctuary Movement because it wasn't the old Sanctuary Movement. It was people from all over um, the world. And then uh, we redefined Sanctuary so that it wasn't physical. What a, sanctuary, that goes back to medieval times. You exactly, exactly. But we felt that physical Sanctuary was too limiting, symbolic, and frankly, all the immigrants we knew didn't want to take it. 
Why, why be away from their family? Why be locked into one building all the time? Why be symbolic when there were literally thousands of people? So we developed a, a definition that sanctuary was moral, spiritual, financial, legal accompaniment. And then trained at, our, at the peak of it, we had 3,000 volunteers accompanying people in here well-trained and so that's what it became. What do you expect today? I expect he's going to get free. It's pretty confident. I, I am very confident. Uh, <laughs> I never thought we'd undeport him. Why do you think he got this far though? Having an inside game and an outside game all the time. Very good relationships with all the electeds in New York and we had a Virginia campaign too. And the Virginia campaign was designed to get his uh, priors removed, and it was effective. Have so you done that? We did it. Uh, so he's clean record right now. He has a all a very close clean record. Do you mean it's over? Uh, that's why I think it's over. But also, it doesn't hurt that Biden is president. <laughs> Montreville says although his life was precarious under a deportation order, it got worse under President Donald Trump. I've been fighting for a long time. You know, I've always had an order of deportation. But all the president, all the administration that came into power, you know, they really put me on the back. You know, oh, okay, he's a good guy when I go on to bother him. But as soon as Trump became president, he wanted me out. A minister at Judson is Micah Busi. He says his congregation was committed to witnessing. Well, we really don't know how to be a church or a faith community unless we are accompanying and witnessing to all of the injustices of this immigration system and also holding the human beings who are actually at the center of it being affected by that injustice. We've been involved in this for a very, very long time. And we really do believe in the theology of accompaniment, the spirituality of when you have a group of people who are coming in, something spiritual happens for the person at the center of it. And also just on a purely practical level, when the judges and the ICE officers see that there are witnesses there, something different happens. And they don't try to disappear people in the way that they often do if there are no witnesses. And on at least two occasions, Montreville came to a scheduled meeting at the immigration court only to be snatched up and even deported without notice. The possibility kept Montreville's supporters on edge, even as they expressed optimism. Another leader in the new sanctuary movement is Ravi Ragbir, who has faced the possibility of immediate deportation several times. Ragbir says having supporters present in the courtroom sends a message. Even though I myself am facing deportation, the fact that I could accompany others in the same situation opens or makes people more feel less afraid. They don't have to hide when their loved one is going up, going into an immigration hearing. So it's important that I show up for especially Jane and others who have been in the middle of the, the struggle so that we can show support for him. But again, to also let people know that they don't have to be afraid. Ragbeer says the intent of immigration authorities is to spread fear in the immigrant community. You remember in 2018 when they took me away with the intent to deport me, it was to send a message to the larger community that Ravi, who has so much support, they could deport me. Who are you, right? The fear would have been very tangible 
fortunately it backfired and you know it became more of a, a rallying point yeah it is to send a message it is to t terrify the community especially the undocumented community that they will keep quiet they will not be able to realize the full potential ravi ragbeer is a leader of the new sanctuary coalition and Jean Montreville adds the war on drugs that ensnared him as a teenager was a predecessor. No one really represents us in Congress. We don't have no voices, like I used to say. So we always fall the, the victim. It used to be the war on drugs, now the war on immigrants. And as you know, when Trump became president, he was really tough on immigrants. That's when I got deported. Do you think it had to do with Trump? Definitely, because... Even the ICE officers personally told me, listen, my friend, you see who we got as president now? When they came to pick me up. Ravi Ragbir says it's when people show up to support and to protest that change happens. If you look at Federal Plaza, years back, before the pandemic, they used to have this place covered with barricades. There hasn't been a protest here for a year or two, so they took it down. They, they feel safe right now, right? So maybe we need to step back up, come back and do this every week or regularly to show them that we are not going away and that they need to have respect and actually treat our people, our community, whether you are documented or not, treat our community with respect. And Montreville asked why he fights so hard to stay in the United States, where he's experienced so much injustice, says it's because of family. It have always been about my children. My kids, I never wanted to live without them. I think kids and their parents, it's, it's a basic human right. Children should have the right to live with their parents. And I'm glad you asked me that. This whole fight that I have been going through for the past 20 years have always been about me staying with my kids. Like today, look at them. They're they, they grown up, they're big now, and I'm proud of them. Adding, it's simple. I love my kids. My kids love me. I want to be with my kids. That's the bottom line of it. I mean, I'm a woman. You want to deport me, whatever happened to me, happened to me. But my kids, they're the ones that suffered by me not being here, you know? You don't want my kids to fall in the bad system. You don't want them to go into welfare or not go to school. You don't want them to fall behind. And one of Montreville's four kids was celebrating. What's your name? Janiah Heard. Right. And it was an amazing feeling. It's been a long time. It must have been more than amazing. Yeah, it's, it's like you were, we were anxious coming in here today because we never know who you're going to get in front of. And the judge was very heartfelt. And I think that he really saw the, the change and the development of my father over the years. Mm -hmm. So what, what happens today, later today? We celebrate. Celebrate. My brother said bottles on him. <laughs> We're going to pop a bottle of champagne. <laughs> Thank you so much. With his son at his side, Gene Montreville walked proudly through the lobby of the gargantuan federal building, a smile giving way to a serious and determined look. Reporting from New York City, I'm Paul DiRienzo. Thanks for listening.